Hey, I almost forgot who you were. I feel like it's been so long since uh, we've done one of these. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, just that that 4th of July sabbatical. Um, beautiful fog here around Boston for a few days. And, you know, like most people. Don't forget the I, rain. Oh, and the rain. How could we forget the rain? Yeah. We did end up with two to three gem of a days. Most people back to work for those. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was good, man. We had a little break. We closed the office for at least in person for the better part of a week and took the time to unplug weird time to sell houses around the 4th of July around Boston. So usually, uh, usually well, I think that's an appropriate topic for our market minute, right? So we may reflect that in the data. It very well may be in the, the data. So yeah, I know that baked in, as they say, bake it in. Yeah. It's baked in already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that, I mean, even just us here at the firm, we have delayed bringing things to the market until this week. And we purposefully separated a week after the 4th, not just after the actual 4th, because most people were on vacation. If you're in Boston, you go to the lakes or you go to the Cape or you go to the beach or you go on a boat. It's really that simple. Everyone tries to do one of those four things. And if they don't do any of those, I don't know. I don't, maybe they just stay at work. But the reality is, um, like yourself, out of town, right? I was at the beach. We came home early, though, because the weather sucks so bad. Right, right, it did. Right. You probably left too early, to be clear. Yeah, we did. But Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, you know, everyone's, everyone's out of town, so it's not super advantageous to list something for sale if you know that half the, the people are not around, right? So... Um, and we see that a lot as the summer starts, you know, wedding season hits, people are traveling a lot, vacation starts, school ends, and it gets really wonky around here for like the better part of 40 days, tail end of June, beginning part of July. And so, yeah, inventory, I actually thought it was going to be a lot higher than it is already. Um, we're still sub 4,000 single family homes. If you recall, back in the day, we were just trying to break over 3,000 single-family homes. I do recall. For sale on MLS pin in the state of Massachusetts. But, um, yeah, 3,700 and change right now. It doesn't look at a quick run uh, of the data that there's really any significant uptick in any type of home by any type of county, Essex County, um, Middlesex County. They all seem very, very similar and on par. And what's mm-hmm. most what's most interesting is again, you know, three four hundred homes in the market in these counties. Again, half are not affordable, being over seven hundred fifty eight hundred grand still, and um, rates have gone up again. Uh, probably since the last time we did this podcast, the entire time we were out, rates hit another all time high, around seven and a quarter. So, luckily, on the way back down a little bit right now, which is nice. So. Taking those stairs, as we say. Uh, every time. Elevator up, stairs down. Yes, yes. This elevator yeah. may or may not be broken. <laughs> so it's, uh, well, I hope that the maintenance people are out to lunch and not around to fix it anytime soon. Yes, yeah. That would be, that would be nice. We did have... So inventory, interestingly, still struggling. I thought that um, maybe you would see a big brash of inventory drop last week or this week it doesn't look like that's really happened maybe some people are well, when, yeah 
So in the past, you've talked about how you have a strategy of when to drop inventory. Yeah, yeah. And if people, well, I do in a second, but, you know, if people were off last week, like, does that comport with maybe the strategies that they have for dropping inventory as well this week? Like, maybe we just haven't seen the inventory hit yet? Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, I just, I can't imagine a, a, a slog of homes hitting the market this week um we made a conscious decision to not list at the tail end of last week looking at the weather number one and two knowing that fourth of july was a washout a fog out and um between firework shows like we're very tactical in in bringing that stuff on market um this week instead so we didn't really see it uptick last week we haven't seen it uptick yet i do think that it's still relatively early in the week. Most people are putting stuff on Wednesday and Thursday. We did drop mm-hmm. our inventory early for for kind of a, a pseudo same reason. And we'll probably continue to bring it earlier in the week for the remainder of the summer. If you think about it, like, do you have weekend plans already? Yes. Right. So like the summer fills up so much faster than the winter. You know, you, you may mm-hmm. know that you have placeholders for ski trips or something, right? Where you're maybe really yeah. out of pocket. But this these summer weeks, they go by so fast. And, and the weather is pretty on point by the mid part of the week. So you just know if it's going to be a, a decent weekend or not. So and, and I have plans almost every weekend from now until well, September. Well, you are just a popular dude. And, and also a dude without little hellings to chain you to your physical primary resonance which uh which i do unfortunately so well fortunately i think i shouldn't say that so i love you guys bye by the way so um (laughs) yeah so i think we're we're trying to bring stuff on earlier in the week so people can make their plans and request showings during the week before after work so they can still protect those busy weekends interestingly enough piece of uh, a single family home we put on in the city this week uh, uh, yesterday evening already has um, I think four or five showings on it and they're all Thursday Friday because people are, are uh, either get weird work schedules doctors and the like or trying to scoot out of town for, for the good weekend so mm-hmm. yeah strategy bring it early if you can people that's the optimal time it gives you some syndication time meaning time to sync with Zillow Realtor Redfin and the like and uh, also give people some flexibility in scheduling their weekend versus being the guy or gal who drops a piece of inventory on on Friday at 2 p.m. when you're already in Cape traffic. That's I'm not coming back to check out your house. Sorry, I'm staying down there. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll see some in the next 24 hours. I just would be hard pressed to believe that it's a satisfactory amount of inventory. So because we still have even with the interest rates you know, enough buyers for the inventory that we have, right? Like, is is it because we're still in a housing shortage oh, and no, we don't no have enough inventory? Yeah, no question. Still not enough supply, still too much demand. And listen, I think I was predicting that it might be a little bit slower these next few weeks because the, this is now the third time interest rates have hit and, and stayed for at least a short period of time over 7%. The last two times they did, buyer activity and mortgage applications, new mortgage applications fell 30, 40% almost instantly, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. actually, I haven't looked at this in a, in a long time. Let me see if it's still available on yeah. showing times well, web, well, website. Well, you're, 
Yeah. Well, you're looking that up. I want to ask a question to sort of throw in there when you get to the answer. You know, I know that Boston is famous for having a lot of recent lease renewals on September 1st. And if you're supposed to be out on August 30th, do you still have enough time to be shopping right now to buy a house to be out by September 30th? Absolutely. I mean, August 30th. Absolutely. I think you do. do. But I think that if if your plan is to scoot out this weekend and not shop, those you don't have many of those weekends. Got it. Um, I think it's no longer a lending barrier. You can still perform in two to three weeks. We we get plenty of partners who can do that, meaning close successfully. It's just whether or mm-hmm. not the seller wants to be can moving. Get out. Yeah, like if you if you're putting mm-hmm. your house on the market right now, it's probably because you have somewhere else to be, or you're or you're waiting um, to close on something else. You know, mm-hmm. like you know. So if you're on this, like for instance, the clients whose home we have listed, they already have something under contract and they will close on it without selling in the middle of August. So we're mm-hmm. happy with just an end of August beginning of September close. Um, but in, in this instance for that listing, we're asking that uh, we get until post nine one. So to your point, you know, you got like seven to 14 days of flexibility maybe before you start to see those post nine closings. I do think though, for those that quote unquote leases have to be renewed, a lot of those bigger places may let you go a couple. Yeah. They might let you go to month to month, but Boston is tough, man. They might've locked you in three months ago already. So I think those, right. I think those people are moving regardless. Maybe. Right. I don't know whether or not they're buying or not is a different story. Right. But could they account for people that are not so worried about the interest rate? Right. So like they know they have to be out and they know that they probably want to buy and the change of rate maybe isn't as detrimental to them. Yeah. Listen, I don't think I don't think this rate conversation is the same rate conversation. We still are obviously are emphasizing a lot on it because it's wildly different for us as realtors and, and attorneys and the like and vendors. But the clients really, really don't care anymore. And, I, and I'll share with you another. Uh, so, again, those those couple of buyers that I have. They are wise enough, very smart buyers. They're just like, we know this is temporarily. We don't care. We'd rather buy the house now with a little bit less competition, hopefully, which there wasn't really, mm-hmm. um, and just pay the penalty. It's all good. You know, they, they, they know it'll fall, and if they can afford it, they can afford it. It's all good. Um, so I think, I think the buyer's appetite towards interest rate, although they wish it was better, they can stomach it. I, we had... Um, Shant Banojian on uh, just a quick Zoom yesterday with the team. We did an all-hands brokerage meeting, and he shared a fun stat with us. Um, obviously, today, inflation data broke, and it was one of the lowest reports um, in the last couple of years. Um, there's a ton of headlines right now, uh, specifically around um, lighter-than-expected inflation reports sends stock so- stock soaring. That's from Bay Street. Um uh, website U.S. stocks jumped Wednesday as traders cheered. New data showed inflation rose less than expected last month. It was down uh, a base point over projection to three percent. By the way, um, and bank stocks uh, jumped, and the ten-year Treasury um, was lowering yields down about ten basis points to three point eight nine. Meaning, you should see interest rates for the thirty-year fixed mortgage probably drop mm-hmm. uh, a handful of percent today, maybe five to ten basis points or percentage points. Um, yeah. It's already down three basis points. So 
Uh, I know I'm going on a quick rant about inflation. It's down. The stat Shant uh, shared with us is, um, first off, we know jobs are still very strong, right? People are still employed. We're looking at the country as if it's full employment. Here in Boston, you shared an article with me the other day. One of yeah. one, one of the top five highest priced areas uh, in the country. Still, in the country, yeah. Still, kind of a very booming economy. So we're the Northeast specifically is the hottest real estate market in the country still, and that's mostly again driven by a lack of supply from the lack of new construction and the like, and the density, and the lack and, of space for new construction, yeah, the, the density and the zoning yeah. restrictions and all the like. Right? The zoning, I can't wait for ours. We're gonna have another zoning conversation with a zoning expert. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's uh, D-Roy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I yeah. follow him on Instagram. He's always a yeah. So do a I. Laugh. The best. I've never met him in person. Like so I told you, the, he like yelled the out the window screamed. at me. Yeah, yeah on well, the Cape. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a fun that'll be a fun in person um, pod. I'm sure. So um, yes. So full employment, inflation mm-hmm. down, and yeah. uh, the the fun fact of it all is wage growth is at like nine percent or something like that. So sure, inflation was at 9%. And so what a lot of people did is they had to pay more, you know, unemployment's tough. So there's still a very competitive market. So next thing you know, people are still getting jobs, people are still making more money. And at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, between inflation and the interest rates, people are actually making more money. And so do they do they love paying seven and a quarter? Hell no. Can they afford it? Yes. The vast majority Mm of folks, at least again, very centric to to the Boston professional right. certainly can hang. Can the average Joe? Is it who, a better long-term strategy for wealth building? Absolutely. Like putting that money yeah. towards a property yeah. you own versus a rental. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, so yeah, a lot, a lot going on out there in the economy. Um, again, the jobs report has really been stubborn and I know the fed, there's an 89% uh, chance that the fed is moving short-term interest rates up to uh, another 25 base points in the July meeting, which I believe is coming 12, 12-ish days from 14 days from now or something like that. That percentage yeah. did drop a little bit with inflation data, but it dropped 2%, right? So it's down to like right. 87. They're going to raise it. They're going to raise it 25 again. Yeah. So a couple of the things Sean shared with us, like, you know what the average interest rate on a car loan is right now? 11%. It's 10%. Isn't that crazy? Hmm. Like that's freaking crazy. I heard something about speaking of car loans that like 80% of the people that have a car loan have a, like more than a thousand dollar a month payment. Isn't that, isn't that something crazy? Yeah. Not, not one of them. Good. Excited. Excited to say that. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> Listen, well, there you go. 50, 50, 50. So yeah. But, you know, I, I think that what we saw in the car world, right, the inventory shortages, interest rates going up, people still buying cars, right? It's the it's the same, you know, supply and demand needs, right? So I, I think Sean said it when we met with him, you know, the, the, the most impactful uh, concept that he learned at Bentley, I think he went to Bentley or Babson, I think it was Bentley, Bentley. Um, was, you know, an econ 101 that, you know, it's always supply and demand, supply and demand. You know, I was a a business major and it did not have as impactful, you know, as as big an impact on me as it did Sean. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I certainly see it now that I hear great minds like him talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting, like it's it's easy to get emotional about all the interest rate stuff. But at the end of the day, people are definitely still buying. Um, people still want to move and people certainly don't want to pay mm -hmm. these crazy uh, rent uh, lease money. Right. So we are still one of the areas, again, Boston being one of the stronger real estate markets that are still seeing rental growth. Right. So we know everything is getting more expensive when it comes to housing locally from a national standpoint. Um, I think that's also something that's probably keeping the feds ears kind of perked up is we, we hear these stories about what's going on with housing again, like it's almost 2020, 2021, these competitive non-contingent type offers, again, all driven on supply and demand and the fed really wants to target it, but you know, it's, uh, it's tough to do across the country because there's a lot of housing markets that are really hurting. So, um, all right, you want to have a quick zoning discussion? Um, just I would love. I, I can't think of anything I want to do more. Um, well, because you know it's my favorite thing to talk about. Um, let me pull up this article here <clears throat> that I, I think I um. Is it the one that with Michelle Wu talking about converting office buildings that's to it, that's it housing? Yeah, so crazy that we. Jeez, we talked. You know about who's this. never getting invited onto this podcast is Michelle Wu. Is Michelle Wu right? Not a, you're not Michelle Wu, your invitation is revoked. We don't want you here. It's messy. Um, it, no, it it's is funny. But... It's funny that we we were talking about we were being worried about commercial at this point nine months ago, before it started to really hit the mainstream media, and yeah. um, you know the the headline came out geez just a couple of days ago. Um, Wu proposes tax breaks to spur office conversions downtown. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu is proposing to give downtown office building owners a tax break of up to 75% over a 29-year period to convert their properties into apartments or condos. The move is meant to help revitalize a neighborhood hit hard by the emptying out of offices in the wake of the pandemic. Um, Kind of crazy, right? We we talked about well, you know, their zoning. It, are they going to allow it? Boston bureaucratic. And listen, I I don't know about you. I I, I stay out of the, the politics game probably more than I should. That's actually probably a pretty freaking good idea to help create I, more housing. The devil's in the details, a hundred percent. So There's no you doubt. read but the, the headline. The headline, if you will, is actually a good idea. And it's funny. A, a couple of podcasts that I listened to were. We're crowning her from leading from the front specifically with this this uh, hypothetical change. But in theory. Right. But I think if you dig a little more deeply, I think she'll require a significant amount of it to be affordable. Oh, I yeah. think There's that a... all the zoning relief will be based on affordable housing. I'm I sure. think that there will be no it, and that she's begging for Rent these control. landlords. Well, there'll be rent control. There'll be affordable components. She's basing it on the premise that the commercial real estate values are going to plummet. And she wants them to so that it makes sense to yeah. do this. Like she's voting against the strongest market, one of the strongest markets in the country. Well, that's, that's kind of the key there. It's We still remain right. to be one of the top five or top ten strongest real estate markets across the entire United States. And for that reason, maybe we're not the place to to give this a whirl you know 
and it doesn't touch the 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 point that like it is going to be so expensive to retrograde these buildings. No Most doubt. of them have no one plumbing stack. You know, if you've ever been in a tower downtown, the uh, the bathrooms are always next to the elevator, and there's like one bathroom per floor, right? So they're all in the same location, right? Mm-hmm. So now you turn that into housing. You the the just like it's the plumbing and electrical gut. work alone. Yeah, millions of dollars. Well, not even that. Like you're gonna have to like lower the ceilings, lower the floors. Like how are you gonna run plumbing to all these individual it's units? My, it's above my pay grade. I mean, again, well, you know devil, what it sounds like. It sounds details. really expensive, and it sounds like if you require that it be affordable, no one's gonna do it because you can't make any money. Guess how real estate <laughs> works? Somebody's got to make money Somebody to make any it. of it work, Somebody right? Have to make and all right. Because no one's going to be like, oh, I'll invest in making this asset that was worth $200 million a year ago and now is worth $50 million because nobody wants to go to work in an office building. And then I'm going to invest another 150 in the building I just lost 150 on to retrofit it for affordable housing. Like that is never flying. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was not as studious as Shant at business school, but I think that the, you still need to make a profit yeah. in order to do any of these things. Yeah. Another interesting article that I read um, was that Boston needs to be careful of all of their legislation as to not end up like San Francisco, where sure. all of the employers are leaving, all the hotels are leaving, all the commercial bases leaving because they've made it so expensive to build housing that yeah. none of the employees that work at these companies can afford to live there. So they're all leaving and they all move to Chicago. I mean, um, you know, Austin, Texas, Scottsdale, Phoenix, um, you know, Wyoming. They've moved to all these markets where it's much cheaper to live. They can work remotely. And these employers have realized they don't need to be in downtown San Francisco. If you're going to make it so hard for their employees to live there and so expensive, nobody's going to live there. And if we're not careful, Boston's going to be a ghost town like San Francisco. We have the same sort of base of employment, right? Like our, you know, we might have a little more financial market, but like heavy life sciences, heavy VC, heavy uh, biotech, heavy tech, right? So like same, same demographics as San Francisco, both equally expensive to live in, both incredibly restrictive in zoning and both incredibly progressive in trying to make affordable more housing, more affordable where the, all they do is make it so much less affordable by creating so many more restrictions that make it unaffordable for developers to develop anything. Truth. I agree with you. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you. So, you know, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what actually spins out of that or if that's like Biden's student loan program and, uh, you know, just gets snuffed later on down the line. It was a good headline. Um, we We did it to... You know, pretend. I think it's like very different. Something. No, I'm just than using by the head- student loan. I'm just using it as the headline analogy. Like, yeah, we're gonna do this, gain popularity. I, I don't even think it's for the headlines. Like, I think she actually believes. Like, what I think it shows is that the city administration in Boston believes that this is the solution, mm-hmm. and I think it shows that they are so disconnected from reality and from how development in real estate works. Right. They've been in such a and this is the problem when you elect true believers and not pragmatists. Right. Like, unfortunately, there is no like business experience. There's no uh, experience in the world of developing real estate and housing. 
and you come up with like they sound great like i would love to have housing that would be affordable for somebody that works in a kitchen or somebody that's a bartender or somebody who works at the airport right like they we need to have housing for them right but the answer is not to make it more expensive to build housing the answer is to make right. it easier is to take away restrictions like let's look at revere right yeah, it is true. so hard to have a multifamily in revere which is already like prime demographic for multifamilies you don't have big big you know lots like you have in hamilton or wenham right you have a dense neighborhood I, it should I become significantly is, more dense i feel like revere is better than some of the surrounding towns like like winter for example when it comes to zoning yeah um, but yeah no listen i agree with you it's funny i was having a zoning conversation last night with uh with a client of mine there's a there's a piece of property just north of us in peabody it's on half an acre Okay. It's a dilapidated house. It's actually on the MLS right now. It is listed for the mid three hundreds and it's, yeah. like, it's a teardown single family. Okay. It's not mm -hmm. in the best location, but I mean, think about uh, a mutual client of ours who just was in a bidding war uh, on 29, 29 offers on a, on a piece of property. Um, hold on. My phone's ringing here. Did our um, client win? Our client won. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, they've, good. They've since closed, good. but it's in oh. it's in this part of town of, of Peabody, you know, a little bit yeah. in a worse location, but that house was a three bed, one bathroom Cape. It was, you know, 1200, 1300 square feet on a, on a postage stamp. You know, I'd have to look at the lot size. It was probably, actually, I'm going to look it up right now live because I want to prove a point. Um, okay. And I won't divulge the address, of course. So, yeah. Um, I just figured out who the clients were. But yes, okay, good. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's just funny. So Takes have, me a minute. You have, you have a half an acre of land. You have a non-habitable habitable single family home, right? So nobody yeah. nobody's living there now. You have a housing crisis. And in the same right. town, less than a mile down the road, um, by the way, the lot size of this property is, is it's a little bit larger. It's 7,000 square feet. Okay. So conservatively, if you took it through zoning, it's 20,000 square feet. It wouldn't be a stretch to get three single families on this lot. Okay. And you could build these very modest capes and you would have what 7, about six townhouses. Feet. Well, dude, I listen, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm being like overtly yeah. conservative. And listen, I don't know the yeah. landscape of the lot i don't know the utility i don't know the frontage off the top it's just simply a hypothetical I, you have I can a tell you the landscape of the zoning world in peabody and it's <laughs> yeah. not it ain't great you have a single family that nobody lives in today and down the street mm -hmm. you have a very entry level under six hundred thousand dollar single family home we know something that is super desirable right now that's just mm -hmm. a three bed one bath a clean renovated house right which by the way yeah. what does it cost new construction to build a small cape like, can it really be that expensive? I mean, I don't know the answer to this question. So someone DM me and tell me you're an idiot. It's going to cost $400,000. What is it, like $250 a square foot? Let's just use 300 a square foot, right? So 300 times, let's just call it a 1,500 square foot house. That's 300 grand for a, a 250. It's 300 right. grand a 250. Right. So even if it's $300 a square foot and a 1,500 square foot, very modest cape, three bed, two bath something that fits all through Peabody, okay? Even if you could get three, four, five, hell, listen, make them 4,000 square foot lots, get five or six of them. You now have a project that a developer can consciously make a profit on, build a very entry level, 
you know, not low income housing, but, you know, blue collar housing in a blue collar neighborhood. And so instead of having one dilapidated, non lived in single family and trying to charge a premium for it, you just simply put it on the problem list and, and it, it, you could get a special permit. Again, all has to go through zoning. The whole thing is so bureaucratic, it's hysterical because that, that truly, I've never seen anyone do a teardown and buy and build a three bed, one bath cape. I've never seen it happen. Right. They have to build these nope. upper echelon $1.3 million pieces of property to even mm-hmm. to, to make it profitable for the builder and for mm-hmm. all the other tradespeople. So think about how many jobs mm-hmm. would be created from that. The economic stimulus, the tax revenue that you're getting instead of a dilapidated 3,000 square foot, per, uh, sorry, um, three bedroom home, a $300,000 home, which is probably in default of tax and has back taxes due. Like this is the type of stuff that I think, you know, from a, from a, a town standpoint, there needs to be, and again, I, I know you can't do it, but like, I wish there was a better way to push something like that through where, where the city says, listen, let's push this through zoning now. And so it's, it's a, it's a special lot that potentially could be redeveloped into X. And yeah, to your point, maybe townhouses is the solve. Um, People but- have to understand and care. Right. So like everybody thinks it's a problem, but no one really cares about the solution. It's, it just boggles my mind that you have that that can't go through zoning. And then you had 29 yeah. people try and buy the identical product that could fit on that right. lot down the street. It's, but those 29 people probably don't vote in local elections. Right. So they have no yet. impact. And you get these like 1200 loons that have lived in the neighborhood forever. And they like get some crazy person in there who hates yeah. change it's, and doesn't want to bring in. Yeah, but it, it, it's a problem of our own making. Care. Yeah, and they yeah. already have their house, so they don't care, and it's paid off, and they don't have, or they have, you know, 60% of mortgages that are issued right now are under 3%, right? Yeah. Um, I was on a, with a client earlier, and he was like, I have a 2.6% mortgage. Like, I'm never selling this house. Right. 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 It's just the whole thing is um, is a pandemic in and of itself. So, listen, yeah. we should save a lot of that dialogue for when we... um for when we um, meet with uh, the attorney from Everett, who is a zoning expert. And um, yes, I think that'd be a fun. In a city that gets building, right? In a city that has the door open to development and they are seeing increased number of housing. They're seeing like so many good things are happening because the mayor understands development. So Michelle, book yourself a meeting with Carlo Di Maria. (laughs) Let's go. So anything else we want to yeah, cover on this, if, uh, on this market minute before we call it? No, I think that's been uh, quite enough. And I probably have landed myself in enough hot water already. Yeah, let's I don't think that. Michelle Wu was a fan of mine to begin with. So I well, guess we're sure okay. We'll tag her in the reels again and uh, and see if we, yeah. can, if we can route, route up a, a reply or something like that. So, All right. Um, all right, cool. So we'll, we're back on a gang uh, after our uh, sabbatical of the word and uh, – in the market minute here, as the market continues to shift, we will hop on weekly and keep you informed about what is happening in the local Boston real estate market. We do expect inventory to hopefully start to increase a little bit as maybe buyer activity tails off a little bit. So we said this at the beginning of the year, if you are a buyer in the market, you probably have a little bit of opportunity to get some contingencies in potentially over the next six to eight weeks as some buyers take a seat, uh, knowing that the interest rate is significantly um, higher than it was even just a month ago. So uh, always a pleasure. Brennan. But value still continue to climb, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. all things value are going to continue to cry. BlackRock and uh, BlackRock? 
Is that the right? Yeah, yeah. it's BlackRock. Yeah. Everyone just came out and said uh, home appreciation up again um, month over month. And obviously here in the Northeast, we're seeing a lot of appreciation. Three, four percent in most communities. Now there were actually cyclical over the previous year. Uh, so anything that we did lose last last year, we usually gained back in Q4, if not Q1. And year over year over what was a pretty slow time booking last year where we started to see that depreciation or the slowdown has started to tick right back up. And again, to your point, Brendan, that is just simply supply and demand. Yep. All right, bud. I will catch you on the next uh, Market Min. And uh, Sounds and we'll good. You, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right. See ya.